Hello, and welcome to episode 37 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Today's episode is a little different from previous solo shows because what I'm going to share is really a work in progress. A few people have reached out and asked for an episode on management styles, so I did some research and I reflected on my own management style and came to this conclusion. I don't really know what to call my own style, and I definitely don't feel comfortable talking about other official styles. So I've been putting off doing this episode until now because I recently had an aha moment. I realized that how I manage is really a combination of three things. What feels innate or automatic to me, what I value, and specific ways that I've learned over the years that work well. So what I'm going to do is talk you through how I think about discovering and crafting your own management style. So here we go. You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer-Stewart. Before outlining this episode, I did some research on management styles, and I learned about autocratic styles and charismatic styles and democratic styles. And after reading a number of articles, I decided that none of these official styles quite described what I thought of when trying to articulate my own management style. So instead of trying to force myself into one of those boxes or explain the myriad of styles that I was learning about so that you could try to force yourself into one of those boxes, I came up with the following framework. As I mentioned before, it's really a work in progress, but I hope you'll find it a good starting point to help you reflect on your own management style and maybe be intentional about developing your style. I also really welcome your feedback and enhancements to this model in particular. Please reach out to me and share your thoughts if you think there are other aspects to management style that I missed. So here goes. There are a number of key responsibilities that most managers have. We have to make decisions, manage individuals and team performance, deal with conflict, hire and fire team members, invest in and support our team members, allocate resources and workload, set and cultivate the culture. There's a lot. How you approach these responsibilities and your work in general is what collectively makes up your management style. So as I started with, management style is influenced or determined by three major factors. First, your personality and preferences. Second, your values. And third, what you've learned works well to achieve the outcomes you want. In terms of personality, I prefer the Myers-Briggs model. Despite some of the naysayers, I find it extremely helpful as a framework to understand preferences, not strengths, but preferences. I'll walk through each of the four dimensions of the model, and I'll give examples of how they get expressed in a management role. The first dimension is introversion and extroversion. These are about how you process information and where you get energy. Introverts tend to process information first by thinking and then share their ideas second by talking. They also tend to find meetings and interactions with other people more exhausting or draining and therefore need time alone to recharge. Whereas extroverts tend to think as they talk, processing and forming their ideas at the same time as they're sharing them. They also tend to get energized by meetings and they find time alone more draining and need those interactions to recharge. Extroverted managers are more likely to prefer to have meetings than introverted managers, who may prefer to get work done via email or chat. Introverted managers may wait to share information or their thinking until it's fully formed and complete, 
whereas extroverted managers may speak more freely, sharing half-finished thinking or talking out loud. Clearly, these can influence your management style. Are you a come and talk to me anytime you have an issue, or are you send me an email when you need some help? Neither is right or wrong, it's just about what you prefer. The second dimension is sensing and intuition. This dimension is preference around information. People who prefer sensing tend to like details and put a lot of weight on past experiences, whereas people who are intuitive tend to prefer big picture thinking and put more emphasis on the future. When it comes to how they manage, sensors are more likely to outline lots of details or steps and provide lots of information when delegating. They may prefer to do things how they've always been done or hold on to past experiences. Intuitives are more likely to describe what success looks like and avoid the details or outlining how the work should be done. They'll generally be more open to providing that kind of autonomy for how the work happens simply because they're not interested in thinking about the details. They'll also be more likely to forget the details of conversations that were had or exactly what was decided. The amount of details that managers give is one of the most contentious points in a style. Some people really love managers who give lots of details, and some people really love managers who give them freedom to figure out the details on their own. Again, neither is right or wrong. It's just a different style for you and a different style or preference for your direct report. The third dimension is thinking and feeling. This is about how decisions are made and relationships invested in. Obviously, we all do both thinking logically and feeling emotionally. But where the difference comes into play is what you emphasize in the workplace. Thinkers tend to focus on logic and discount the emotional impact on themselves and others. They feel less obligation or need to have small talk or check in with people on a personal note. They feel like one solid interaction can sustain the relationship for a long time. Feelers, on the other hand, tend to weigh the human impact much more heavily. How do they feel about this decision? How will others be impacted by this decision or action? They also tend to invest much more in relationships. They can sometimes be conflict avoidant given they don't want to upset other people, and it can take a big emotional toll for feelers to give critical feedback. So as a manager, your position on emotions or what feels right to you will absolutely set the tone for how others can share their emotions. Even things like whether you're a more warm and fuzzy kind of manager or a more stoic manager tends to relate to whether you're a thinker or a feeler. And this plays out, for example, in how you give feedback. Are you straightforward and cut to the chase? Do you use the sandwich model of appreciation first and then the feedback and then more appreciation? All of that is impacted by our thinking and feeling preferences. The last dimension is judging and perceiving. This dimension is how you approach time. Judges tend to plan work out, break it down into small pieces, and work steadily towards a goal. They mostly dislike procrastination and get anxious when a deadline is nearing. And when decisions need to be made, they want to make them as quickly as possible. Perceivers have a much more relaxed attitude. They'll often wait until the last minute to do their own work because they just don't feel a sense of urgency to do the work until it's almost due. But that doesn't mean they'll ever miss a deadline. If a decision needs to be made, they want to explore all the options before locking it down. As managers, judges want to know that work is on track. They want to see progress or at least the same sense of urgency that they feel from their direct reports when a deadline is nearing. They like work plans and may use them more regularly to plan work with the team. Perceivers are generally more comfortable with procrastination or autonomy in this way, of letting the team members do the work and then just showing them the finished product when it's done. 
There may still be iterations back and forth, but they don't freak out when something's due in two days and they haven't seen something yet. They tend to worry less with deadlines are approaching, especially if they haven't had any past experiences to tell them they should worry. All of these dimensions interplay with one another as well. An SJ, sensing judger, will be even more interested in details and work plans than an SP, a sensing perceiver. An EF, extroverted feeler, will be even more invested in relationships than an IF, an introverted feeler. As a reminder, we all have the capacity and capability to do all of these things. It's just that many of us are not intentional about how we manage. We just do what feels natural for us, which is often our default, which can be described by the Myers-Briggs dimensions I mentioned earlier. So it's not that if you're an intuitive boss, you don't ever care about details. It's just more likely that you've learned when and why to care about details. Okay, the second input into your management style is your values. What do you think is important? Some of this may overlap with your personality and preferences, but some of it will come from other aspects of yourself. For example, do you feel strongly about innovation and creativity? So you've cultivated a team dynamic that's always looking for new ways or thinking out of the box. Or perhaps you have a really strong work ethic and you ask your team members to do what it takes to get the job done and no excuses allowed. Or maybe it's important to have diversity and make space for all perspectives. So you design your team meetings to encourage everyone to participate and specifically hire people who bring varied experiences to the team. The last input is what you've learned works well. It's not that it feels automatic to you or even that you innately value it, but that you've learned that to achieve the goals you want, these approaches are ideal. For example, I have learned that it is really important to invest in personal relationships with your team members. As a thinker, it is not something that comes supernatural to me. Sure, I want to feel connected to my colleagues, but I'm not hurt if they don't ask about my weekend or how my kids are doing. And most times, it doesn't cross my mind to ask them beyond the chit-chat that occurs while waiting for a meeting to start. It's also not something that I deeply value. I, of course, appreciate relationships in the workplace, but again, it's not something that I automatically try to design my teamwork around. I am not that warm, fuzzy person that you just want to come and talk to, despite how amazing I sound on this podcast. But I have learned how important it is to have those strong, healthy relationships, and that for some people, these relationships make all the difference. Some people will work harder when they feel connected to their boss. They will be more forgiving of mistakes or give the benefit of the doubt when there's conflict or a misunderstanding to their colleagues. Relationships for many people are really powerful. So I intentionally design ways to build relationships with and among my team members because I see the positive outcomes. I see how it positively impacts our ability to do excellent work. Most managers go about their work without ever pausing to design a style that fits their preferences, aligns with their values, and optimizes their team. And once you become aware that you have a style, you can reflect on how it is enabling and hindering effective teamwork. Because yes, each of our styles is both enabling and hindering because no one's style is perfect and no one's style works for every one of your team members. So to be more intentional about your management style, the first thing you wanna do is reflect on your current ways of working. What do you notice about how you manage relative to other managers that you've worked for or observed in your office? It is often hard to see ourselves objectively, so you may need some help with this. Talk with a trusted peer about their experience working with you. What do you do consistently? 
What do you do that seems to be working really well? And where do you regularly find your style rubbing up against other people's? You can also reflect on each of the Myers-Briggs dimensions and consider how you're acting in line with any of these. To help with this, this week, instead of a full guide to accompany the episode for members of the Modern Manager community, I am offering a discount on the personality-based coaching that I do to help you better understand your intuitive ways of working. So if you're a member of the Modern Manager community, you can get 30% off on the solo and group packages. I really have to say that every session I do, people leave with these major ahas about themselves and the people they work with. So I really hope you will take advantage of this offer. If you have not yet joined, please join now because this is an amazing bonus. Stay tuned until the end and I'll tell you more about how to get that discount. So the other thing that you can do to define your style is to reflect on your values and lessons learned. What is important to you? What do you see other managers or leaders do that you want to emulate? What practices have you learned by listening to this podcast or others or through books and articles or TED Talks that you want to apply into your management practice? Once you've done all of this reflecting, imagine you're standing outside of yourself and observing yourself as that rock star manager I know you are. Make a list of what you notice. How are you behaving and what values are driving you? Think about the various responsibilities you have as a manager and how you show up in each of these ways. How are you giving feedback? How do you run meetings? How do you communicate and delegate? The mini guide this week contains a list of common values and how they can be expressed in these responsibilities that managers have. It's in your email if you already subscribe to my newsletter, and if not, go to mamieks.com slash mini guides with an S at the end to get this week's mini guide and join the list so you'll get them all in the future. And to really take it up a notch, go to patreon.com slash modern manager to join the community and get that 30% off of the personality type coaching sessions I mentioned earlier. I am telling you, this is a steal. And I'm only doing this because I know how powerful it is and I really want you to have a transformative experience as a manager. Go to patreon.com slash modern manager. And of course, that link is in the show notes and your email if you're a subscriber. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration, and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M E E T. EOR.com. You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rock star boss of a thriving team, I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player and join the mailing list at mamieks.com slash podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.